Capital Bypass, we are celebrating the life of one of the best front men to ever come out of Chicago, or anywhere else for that matter, Cliff Johnson. Cliff Johnson was most well known for his band Off-Broadway, whose debut album, On, sold around 200,000 copies back in 1980 and produced a single, Stay In Time, that reached number 51 on the Billboard charts on April 26, 1980. Sadly, Cliff passed away on July 17, 2022. Cliff was an acquaintance of mine, and we always had nice chats over the years when we would see each other. Today, we will bring you 17 songs from different points in Cliff's career, and I will be joined by his longtime friends and bandmates, Mimi Batinas and Mike Gorman, who will share some of their favorite memories of Cliff. Let's get some music started. First up, we have a song from the first Off-Broadway album that at every live show always went over big. This is Full Moon, Turn My Head Around.
What a great song. Full Moon Turned My Head Around from Off-Broadway. Before Cliff was a member of Off-Broadway, he had a band called The Thumbs. He formed that band after leaving Pez Band, which is basically where Cliff started uh, way back in like 1971, 72. We'll hear more about his Pez Band connection a little bit later. But uh, before uh, joining Off-Broadway, The Thumbs was, uh, was Cliff's band, and that was a band that also included current Whitesnake drummer Tommy Aldridge. So now we've got a song for you from The Thumbs. This is called Now You Got It Coming. Now you got it coming. Now you got it coming. Oh, you got it coming. Came around here, scuffing up my flow. I gave it everything, now you wanted more. I didn't like you, I had to put you down. I used to think you nowhere, now you coming around. Now you got it coming, now you got it coming. And that's Cliff with The Thumbs. And after The Thumbs came Off-Broadway, after two albums on Atlantic Records, the guys in Off-Broadway went their separate ways for a number of years. 
Cliff briefly had a band called USSA right after Off-Broadway. I have a lot of Cliff songs in my archive, but not all of them were very well labeled. When he would hand me a tape, I figured I would always remember what it was. Well, as the years go by, I am not always 100% sure. However, I do believe this next song was from the USSA period. Check it out. It's called Satisfaction Guaranteed. Satisfaction guaranteed from what I am pretty sure was the USSA lineup 
I should probably clarify that Off-Broadway was a part uh, in the 80s, right? It was about 1982 or so that uh, the guys went their separate ways until eventually coming back together um, years later. So I think this recording was around 1982, 1983. Um, But uh, hard to say 100% for sure, but something like that. But the main thing here is you recognize and get to hear what an unbelievably great vocalist uh, Cliff was, just an amazing singer. Um, So after a few years of inactivity uh, altogether, no USSA, no Off-Broadway, none of that, um, in the early 1990s, Cliff was reunited with his old songwriting partner, Mimi Bettinas, and back rocking stages with the band Black and Blonde, a band that also included another of his former Pez band partners, Mike Gorman, along with his bandmate from Off-Broadway, Rob Harding. Black and Blonde eventually morphed back into Off-Broadway and then eventually reuniting the Off-Broadway lineup that had recorded the first album. To share some memories of Cliff, here is my conversation with his dear friend, Mimi Bettinas. Today we are remembering singer-songwriter Cliff Johnson. Joining us now to share some memories is one of Cliff's friends, bandmate, and songwriting partner, Mimi Bettinas. Mimi, thanks for joining us. Hi, hi, Ralph. How you doing? Well, I'm okay. Just like you, I'm, I'm uh, sad about Cliff's passing. Um, he, was, he was such a talented guy, and... Um, I know it's it's uh, not easy for any of us, but especially for you, because you guys go back so far. Um, I'm sure it was really a, an upset for you, um, but I wanted to celebrate his life, essentially, and do a tribute to him through his music, because music heals, right? And um, I thought it would be great if some of you guys that knew him for a long time could share some of your memories. Uh, yes, it's it's very unfortunate that, that he is gone, and uh, we will all miss him. I uh, particularly will miss uh, the laughter fun we had together, and uh, of course the songwriting and singing together, which was so much a part of our relationship. It was it was really great when it was uh, when we did it. Uh, we were very happy. Yeah, well, and it showed when you guys would play together, too. You could see the, 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 the love there, I think, you know? Yeah, so, so, that's true. So, Cliff, so, um, so, he, so, so obviously you were Pez Band um, for a long time, and, and you were the lead singer, then Cliff was involved, then you were the lead singer again in the band. Um, but how far back did you go with Cliff? Because Cliff was in the very beginning stage of Pez Band, right? Um, yes, well, I tell you that the story briefly was, um, we met in high school and we would, I think just after high school, we played together in a put together band, uh, with some of my friends and, uh, we would play a couple of coffee houses and things like that, but not too much. Uh, then Cliff, uh. Cliff went away to college, and the rest of us stayed here. So the Pez Band uh, uh, lineup was myself and Mick and Mike and John Pazin, and that's how uh, we were for about uh, uh, almost a year, I think. We played just areas around 
Chicago. We played pizza parlor. We played for beer and pizza right. and that type. Yeah, and little uh, and just little joints around the neighborhood where where we could get to. And we didn't really have cars because we were about twenty, I guess, nineteen or twenty. Uh, And then uh, what happened was uh, Cliff would come home from school for uh, during the um, the winter break, and uh, we would get Cliff and I would get together. He would call. He would come over to my place, and we would start writing material together. And so finally, uh, I said, "You know, this is really quite good. We did some really great stuff." But finally, uh, he said, "Well, I'm going to." I think in spring break, he, um, I'm, I'm going to quit college. So he never finished uh, his first year. And, uh, we, and we started playing. He got in the group, and, and we were off. Got it. So that's how we started up. And that, it was that way till about uh, 1974 and a half or so, something like that, maybe early, seven, early 75, and that's when... He left. So he was with us for about two years, two or three years. Gotcha. And then when, when he left, because sometimes the timeline gets fuzzy in my mind. When, when, when he left Pez Band, that's, is that when then the next band he was part of was The Thumbs? Is that what came next for Cliff? Um, I, I think that is right. Yeah, The Thumbs are, yeah, that was, yeah. You're right. That that exactly is. That is right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Like I say, I get a little fuzzy once in a while with the with the timeline, and, and of course, you guys have all been so intertwined over the yeah. years too. So, so well, you know, Ralph, the first thing that goes is the memory. That's the first thing that goes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Well, before uh, before memories escape either of us completely. Um, yeah. Why don't you share a favorite memory or two about your uh, your times with Cliff? Oh, I, I you know, I don't even know where I could start. Uh, some of the stuff is not airworthy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I tell you one thing that was always funny, and it always came up, and here's the story that Cliff, as a child, uh, living in Oak Park, grew up with a little dog named Tizzer. Mm-hmm. A little dog named Tizzer. And, of course, he loved the little dog, but he would torment the dog. <laughs> and uh, what happened was uh, he was on the floor. Now, Cliff had related this to me. He was on the floor uh, with Tizzer and, um, uh, you know, playing with Tizzer and, of course, teasing the dog. And the dog snapped him in the nose. But the, his, one of the, the lower canine of the dog got underneath his right nostril. Uh-oh. And it, it damaged him. It damaged Cliff. Uh, and, but <laughs> the funny thing is that later on when, when we were working together and everything, you know, he would, like, blow his nose or put his finger in his nose and that nerve would set him off. Oh no. And he would, oh, ow. And so it was called Tizzer's curse. That's a good the one. The curse of Tizzer. <laughs> That's and a of good course one. this was a gag that we would do even on stage he would look at me and put his thumb to his nose 
And of course, we would break up because this was Tizer's curse. Here we are in our 20s, and uh, Tizer's curse is still with us, you know. <laughs> it's still with Cliff, for sure. But I thought it was pretty hysterical because of, uh, you know, he would just touch his nose a certain way, and he would flinch because the nerve had been damaged. So it was, uh, it was really a funny thing. And there are a lot of other things that Cliff would do with... Uh, uh, for example, we would uh, <laughs> be playing and we'd come home. We had an apartment together for a while and eat pizza and beer at three in the morning. And As uh, you do, yeah. As we do, yes. Yeah, that was very common. Uh, and then the next day, uh, we were so gassed up in- intestinally, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. The intestinal tract was uh, pretty <laughs> active. But Cliff would relieve himself by taking a lighter and lighting him. (laughs) And, you know, this was just beyond. I had never seen anybody do that, heard of anybody doing that. But when Cliff did it, it was just hysterical. The back of your head was going to burst. He was on his back with his legs in the air and lighting the methane. And it was like blue and green. I remember it like it was yesterday. Hysterical. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, he did a lot of stuff like that. And there are other things he did, too, I I, I don't think we can talk about. But those are the lighter things that are <laughs> kind of funny, you know. I mean, it was really good. And that have stuck with you all these years, so that's, that's pretty oh, cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, this is like 1973, or 1974. And, uh, you know, those things, you don't forget them. They're so funny. Right, right. That's great. Well, I know we talked a little bit, too, about even during live shows, how much fun Cliff was, you know, the way he would, as you as you reminded me, I kind of forgot about the guitar picks, but I always remember him sticking dollar bills to his forehead. You mentioned the guitar picks when we were talking earlier. That was always oh, yeah. kind of fun, too, just from an audience perspective. He would just get so silly and goofy um, and just out of nowhere just start doing that and making sure that it, it stuck, you know. Um, I always thought that was just pretty funny too. Oh, he would—he uh, was so clever. He would, you know, off the cuff isn't the word for how he could be on stage. Uh, I, uh, I have another story. We were playing Bettendorf, Iowa, one week, a long weekend. We would, you know, we'd get booked from like Thursday to Sunday. That's how these they used to book us. Right. They didn't play for one night. You played for. Four nights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they would put you in. So we're playing Bettendorf, Iowa. We were very popular out out in Iowa, and uh, the place was jammed. It was jammed. It, it looked like cattle in there. But Cliff would start to moo. He would talk. He would talk to the crowd, and he would say, and he would start making cow noises. And he did it, and then they would do it back to him. Mm-hmm. You know, it was. It was cruel and insulting, but it was hysterical because he got the crowd to move back at him. And, you know, we're in the middle of the the, uh, agricultural communities out there. And all these people are plaid shirts and cowboy boots, you know. And here we are with, uh, you know, dressing in velvet and high-heeled shoes and, (laughs) you know, and all that stuff and... Uh, it was that was pretty funny. That's another 
hysterical thing that he would do. Mm-hmm. But I think one of my, my most favorite things was the, our writing together. We could, uh, we would just do stuff and, you know, we could put together a song in an afternoon. It was uh, a nose to nose thing. I would come up with an idea, a musical idea and a title or a handful of lyrics and, you know, by five o'clock we had something and the next day we recorded it. That's magical, man. That doesn't always happen like that. No, it it doesn't and uh Rita Cliff is the only one I could really do that with. I wrote a lot with Mick too, but it was more like, Well, here's this and here's that and I can put this into that and why don't we do this here and extend it but with Cliff and I it was like you know, I have like uh uh the yellow paint and he has the uh, red paint, let's mix it together, and we got orange, you know? Right, right. Well, and, yeah, and your collaborations um, certainly were great, um, although, you know, you've had some great ones that I think was just you, too, because it was just you that wrote Drop Me a Line, right? That was that was your song. Uh, no, that was our song. It was? Okay. It was, yeah. Drop Me a Line uh, was the two of us and Eddie's pals. That was the two of us. Uh, just about everything. One song, uh, like, uh, uh, no, I don't, I don't remember how. He took one of the songs, he made it something else. Um, it was called White Tide when we first did it. Mm-hmm. But uh, he, he took the music and all that and put it into something else. I can't remember the title of it now, but. Uh, I wonder if I have it in my long, um, my Cliff collections. I've got a lot of songs that um, I'm not quite sure at what time frame they were recorded. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, well, maybe I can help. Yeah, maybe. We'll, we'll have to talk about that uh, after this. Um, maybe, maybe you can help me put some of this together because, yeah, some of it I'm not quite sure what lineup it was or, or any of that stuff. Some of it I know, some of it I don't. Um, cause that, that's the great thing about Cliff. I mean, he really, along with you just have such a large body of work. It's awesome. Um, and it was kind of, I always thought it was kind of funny too, that <clears throat> while you weren't in that original incarnation of off Broadway that released the two albums in, in, in 79 and 80, um, but you were you were in off Broadway in the sense that on each of those records there was a song that you were part of that you wrote, right? So I thought that was kind of cool. So you, you guys, yeah, I, I think so too. Uh, you know, a lot of the things that we could do together, the songwriting was kind of interchangeable. You could take this part and put it in the other song. Say, oh, geez, that kind of sounds like this song. Well, that's because the, the writers are the same. And they're they're interchangeable parts, you know. Mm-hmm. And they work. It, it still works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you guys wrote yeah. some great stuff. And while we're talking about the songwriting, uh, I know you and I both talked about this song um, off the air, so to speak, a little bit ago. But but uh, the song "Just in Time" that you guys wrote together, um, I told you what a beautiful song that is. Um, yeah. Is that would you would you consider that one of your highlights in your songwriting partnership? Most definitely. I, uh, I'll tell you uh, the the story on that one was um, well. I, I've always been very uh, enamored with uh, mariachi mu- music and Spanish music because I 
grew up hearing a lot of that. My mother, though we're, I'm a, from a Greek family, uh, my mother was a Spanish teacher. Ah, okay. And uh, so she would play things like um, Edie Gourmet and Trios Los Panchos and a lot of other um, classic Spanish stuff. So I always liked that stuff. Uh, and so I, I got it in my head that I wanted to get this instrument called a vihuela, which is kind of like a Mexican um, ukulele, but it's a five-string. And you see the mariachi guys all, every mariachi band has a guitaron and a vihuela. The vihuela is a little, small, pot-bellied kind of uh, instrument with five strings, very percussive. It mm. has that, that uh, it does have a little bit of a ukulele sound, but it's a little more aggressive sounding. So I got one, and uh, I, uh, I was fascinated with it, and I came up with the, the chord progression for just in time, so I recorded it, and I brought Cliff over, said, listen to this, I got this, I got this melody line that goes in here like this. And, you know, that afternoon, we, we had the song. But it's all because I, I bought that little instrument. So I ended up using that on a lot of the black and blonde stuff, like Light Up the Night and uh, a couple of the other songs. They open with the, the vihuela. Uh, people think that is a ukulele, but it, it's not. Gotcha. So I still have it to this day. I have a couple of them, actually. That's but awesome. But that's the story of what Just In Time, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad to know you also think that that was one of the highlights of your songwriting partnership, because I, I certainly felt that way from the first moment I heard that song back in whatever year it was, sometime in the 1990s. I don't remember when exactly, but... Yeah, it's early. It's the... 93 or, or 94. I think it's 93. Yeah. That, that's what or I was maybe thinking. Maybe even earlier. I, I don't know. Yeah, I was, um, I was trying to remember the other day. I, I was thinking possibly 92. Um, it could maybe. be, yeah. Um, and that sounds about right. I think you're right. Because at that point, I just equate this to my memories of when I was still working at the radio station. And, and in 92, I had left my full-time thing there, and I was working just one day a week. Uh, in 92 and maybe into 93. I don't remember when I stopped even the one day a week. Um, but 92 for sure I was doing the one day a week. So that's when I thought, yeah, this might go, this might be 1992, but, um, you didn't, you didn't put a, a, a date on the, uh, the, uh, cassettes or anything. So I'm like, I don't know when this was from. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I think you're right. Yeah. That might, that sounds just about right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another good song that we we did, which was in the seventies, was "Ally Sally." I always thought that was pretty good. I don't know if I remember. You, you know that, that one. You might have. You, you guys might have done that live, maybe because. Um, yeah, we did. We, it sounds familiar. I just don't know that I ever heard a recorded version of that song, but I think I have heard it performed live by you guys. Mm-hmm. And I can remember too at some of the live. Uh, dates where you'd kind of intersperse to some sometimes you'd, you you'd be doing your own stuff but then maybe you'd mix in a little bit of Jeff Beck or Yardbirds or the Who or the Beatles and I always thought that was Definitely, really cool because yeah. sometimes you yourself um, I think <clears throat> if I remember correctly yeah it was always you you would start doing some of Blue Wind from Jeff Beck 
Uh-huh. And yeah, I, that's right. I always remember that. I would be like, oh, Jeff Beck, yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm one of my heroes. Mine too. Mine too. Yeah. His new record comes out, uh, or no, is out July 18th. The new, oh, is uh, it? The new album that he did with Johnny Depp. Yeah, so you might want to check that out. It won't be like, you know, it's not going to be like that era of Jeff Beck at all. It's, uh, you know, it's Johnny singing on it. But yeah, the new record is out. It's called 18. I will check that out. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I don't want to keep you forever. Um, so, again, my condolences to you. Cliff's family, other bandmates. Um, I just was uh, so saddened when I heard about this, which is why I want to play his music. And I'm so glad that you that you joined in and shared some memories about Cliff. Um, I just, I really appreciate you taking some time to do that because I just want to. Of course, of course, that's my pleasure. That's uh, my pleasure. Just want to do what we can to. Uh, celebrate the great Cliff Johnson because there was definitely not another singer quite like Cliff and not another front man quite like Cliff either. Well, yeah, it's the personality that was so unique. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. one of a kind, but but his singing just always, I mean, from the first time I heard him, it just blew my mind because what come, came out of his voice was amazing and he made it seem so effortless too. Like it was no struggle whatsoever. Oh, this is easy. And... Really, if you listen closely to all his singing, he's doing some pretty impressive things there. Um, oh, that, he's, that, he's tremendous, yeah. Yeah, it, just just amazing. Um, so what I'd like to do next, um, Mimi, uh, when with you and I uh, parting company here, is I would like to go back. You, um, with Paz Band, did release uh, a few years ago, 2017, maybe, 16? You did release some early demos of Pez Band when uh, Cliff was uh, your lead singer at that point. And I'd like to feature a track from that release, United Technique 1972. Um, Uh What song should we we, uh, give people a chance to check out with Cliff Jansen on lead vocals? Um, Well, there's, there's quite a few good ones on there. I think, um, why, why don't you show me your eyes or somewhere? Somewhere is a good, uh, a, like a standard pop song. That's a good one. All right. That's what we're going to do then. So um, okay. that, that'll, that'll be uh, coming up. So thank you again, Mimi. My condolences. Thanks for joining us and thanks for sharing your memories. And um, good luck in all your future endeavors. And, and uh, Thank you very much, Rob. May you continue to stay that. alive for a long time, my friend. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. Everybody, check this out. Mimi Bettinas with Cliff Johnson, Pez Band, going all the way back to 1972. Scary to think that it's uh, that long ago already. This is Somewhere yeah. Things Are Shaken. <laughs> So 
Somewhere things are shaking. That is an early Pez band demo going back to 1972. And that is actually available. Um, Pez band has released that to the public. You can get that at iTunes or wherever you get music. Um, they've released several of the demos from that stage of the Pez band career with Cliff Johnson on lead vocals. And we're going to keep Cliff's music rolling now. We're going to go with a song that had its origins back then. In fact, it's on the same release as Somewhere Things Are Shaking um, that ended up on the first Off-Broadway album. I'm going to play you the Off-Broadway version, but it actually goes back to Mimi and Cliff and uh, one of their early songs that they wrote together. It's called Drop Me a Line. Drop me a line from your space and time
me a line that is off Broadway from their first album on, but that song's roots go all the way back to 1972, co-written by Mimi Bettinas and Cliff Johnson. And if you want to hear the demo version of that song, how that song began, um, I mentioned when we played Somewhere Things Are Shaking that that song's available out there. Well, so is Drop Me a Line. It's on the same release that Pez Band put out called United Technique 1972, the first studio sessions. Pretty fun stuff to listen to, all these early demos with a very young Cliff and Mimi um, at that time. So you can find that at iTunes or probably any music source, but I know for sure it's on iTunes. You might want to check that out. All right, so this next song we're going to play was a very special song to me when I very first heard it. When Mimi and Cliff first reunited in the early 1990s, when Cliff moved back to the Chicago area after having been gone for a few years, um, they got together, Mimi and Cliff did, and the band Black and Blonde came together. Uh, the very first show that they played, of course, I had to go check it out and go see it. And it was a killer show, of course. They did some Pez Band, they did some covers, they did some Off-Broadway, and a new song called Just In Time. And I immediately was captivated by this song, thought it was so beautifully written, of course, beautifully performed as well. So after their set, I had mentioned that to Cliff, that I thought the Just In Time song was really great. And he told me that that was the first song he and Mimi wrote together when he came back to the Chicagoland area. And he says, you know, Ralph, he said, I wrote that actually about Mimi. And that just really struck me that listening to those lyrics, of course, it can be interpreted a lot of ways, but knowing that that's what was in his heart, it really spoke volumes to just how much love and respect he has had and still had, I'm sure, all the way till the end um, for his old, his old friend, Mimi. I think Mimi was probably his number one favorite songwriting partner, and, um, and I just could tell that Mimi meant very, very much to Cliff. So check out this beautiful song from Black and Blonde. This is Just In Time.
Just in Time and Just a Beautiful Song from Black and Blonde, Cliff Johnson, lead vocals, Mimi Bettinas on the harmony vocals there. Just a beautiful, beautiful song. And we're going to share another one right now that uh, Mimi was kind enough to share with me. This is something I didn't have until just a couple of weeks ago. Um, They had worked, uh, Mimi and Cliff, back in the mid-90s, had worked out this song. It was kind of unfinished, but um, Mimi uh, touched it up, dusted it off, and uh, I now have it to share with you. Um, They had recorded a version of Easier Said Than Done, which was a, a big hit in the 1960s, 1963, by a band called Essex um, that they liked. And it was just Cliff and Mimi, just Mimi playing um, uh, the instruments and, and Cliff working with a drum machine, and then the two of them singing, Cliff on lead, Mimi in the supporting vocal role. And uh, they did a really great job on this song, and I'm so happy that Uh, Mimi was kind enough to share it with me and gave me the okay to share it with all of you. So uh, check out this never-released song from Cliff Johnson and Mimi Bettinas called Easier Said Than Done. said than done great little tune with cliff and mimi working together on that track thanks mimi for letting me share that with everybody and i'm going to play one more song that's black and blonde related um and this is a song where cliff and mimi uh worked together really nicely during the black and blonde 
era as well that I always loved. It's a Pez band song called Love Smith, but they did put it out under Black and Blonde, and it's great because Mimi sings a verse, Cliff sings a verse, uh, their voices are together as well. Just really, really a great showcase for both of them, I think, vocally, and of course the song itself is great. So one more Mimi-Cliff uh, combo here. This is Love Smith. Love Smith, Mimi, and Cliff on lead vocals there, taking turns. That was uh, released under the Black and Blonde name, their album uh, EP, Just In Time, that came out back around 1992 or so. And uh, thanks to Mimi for sharing his memories. We're going to talk to Mike Gorman in just a little bit, who was playing bass on that track. But before we get to Mike, I was going to fast forward to the 2000s and uh, play a couple of songs Cliff released under his name. He self-released an album called Little Crimes back in 2009. 
So I'm going to share a couple of tracks from that, and then we're going to talk to Mike Gorman. So from Little Crimes, I've got the title track, and we're going to follow that up with Kicking You Out. Come 
both from the Little Crimes album that Cliff Johnson released under his name back in 2009 as we continue to pay tribute and remember the life of Cliff Johnson and just celebrate all the great music Cliff has left us. Uh, He's left quite a gift with his voice and the music that uh, we'll be able to enjoy forever. All right, we're going to go now to Mike Gorman, another longtime friend and bandmate of Cliff. I'm going to share with you now the conversation that Mike and I had, and um, Mike's going to share some of his favorite memories of Cliff, and then we'll get back into some more music. Joining us now as we continue to remember the great Cliff Johnson is another friend and bandmate of Cliff from Pez Band, Off-Broadway, and Black and Blonde, Mike Gorman. Hi, Mike. Hey, how are you? I am hanging in there, Mike. How are you? I'm so sorry for the loss of a longtime friend and, and bandmate of yours. Oh, yeah, man. It's very sad. But uh, as uh, as most of the guys around here are saying, we're just going to remember all the good stuff and just keep moving on. And and uh, 
everybody's doing okay. Yeah, well, yeah, that's all you can do, and um, and that's what this is all about too. I wanted to 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 feature Cliff's music and use that as a source of healing and and just some great memories of uh, his his what I consider storied career. I've often said that him and Mimi were the Lennon and McCartney of Chicago. Um, <laughs> and uh, we, yeah. need, we need more people to hear some of that stuff. So that's kind of what this is all about. But um, I know that you and Mimi and Cliff uh, go back a long way. And I just thought it would be nice to have you share some of your memories. So um, I guess first off... Tell us, you, you do go back to high school with, with those guys as well, right? Yeah, actually, before that, I, I'd met those guys. I'd met Cliff when I was about 13. And, you know, Cliff and Mimi are about three years older than me. And um, I had met Mimi because I was hanging out with his younger sister, who's my age. And uh, we were just kind of hanging out, and I met him through her when I was like in eighth grade. But I didn't really get to know those guys really well until we started getting a little bit older. And um, but we we knew each other. Right. And. Um, so it just kind of went from there and they. They asked me to come in with them and. You know, out kind of like just out of high school. And they said, do you want you to come in and check this out? And it's like, OK, man. <laughs> and uh, it. it I was still in, I was just finishing up high school and they started really getting it together. So, um, it was, uh, very cool, very cool people. Cliff was just, a, just a tremendous guy. He just ended up being, you know, a really good close friend for our entire lives. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great friend and a great musical, uh, partner. So oh, t- tremendous, just tremendous. So what, what, so Mike, share a couple of your favorite memories of, of Cliff. Oh, just like performing live. You never knew what the heck was going to happen. And it was just, the guy was just like so much energy and he was always just spot on with his vocals. And I'd be back there just like, look at this guy. Oh my God. And it was for years. And he would just like do all the, just the craziest moves and he would say the craziest things. And, but it was always done in like for fun. Right. So he, he wasn't yelling at people. He was just like, yeah, come on you guys. And, and, uh, for the most part, the crowd would respond with being just, they'd be all happy and, and cheering. And it's just, just seeing that. And, the bands were intense and it was like a lot of vibration going on and a lot of energy being generated. And then in the middle of all that, here's this guy who's just like from another planet. (laughs) (laughs) So that, that's a very overall good memory I have of him. Plus he became a very good friend and we would help each other out personally with all kinds of different things and stay close. And, um, just be what you would consider a very good close friend. Right. And uh, he's just a a great guy. Yeah, I I would agree with that uh, part for sure. Great guy, great front man, great singer, great songwriter, all great. (laughs) Yeah, man. It's just, it's really, it really, the guy really was, it was unbelievable. 
And what I, what I always thought was interesting too about yours and and Mimi's and Cliff's relationships too is how interwoven everything was, right? Because you all start out in Pez Band, Cliff takes off, he goes a different way. You guys continue on with Pez Band, and then eventually you're all reunited. In your case, uh, for the second Off Broadway album. Mimi's case a little bit later on in in, yeah. in the nineties, although Mimi was on both off Broadway albums from the songwriting perspective as a songwriter. Um, but I always thought that was kind of interesting too. And that always uh, being on the outside of that relationship you, you guys shared, I just always thought, you know, that that's some loyal friendship there that um, you can go, go your own ways, but always the roads lead back to you guys being together. Yeah, it it, it um, because we all <clears throat> we all held each other in high regard. We we're all you know personal friends, and um, you know, and sometimes the doing a band thing is it can be difficult because it's work, and whenever you're doing work, there's always going to be some difficulties. Like any, no matter what the job is, but we always <clears throat> held each other close and and as i said in high regard so when it would kind of just kind of circle around and here we are again and we just look at each other and laugh and then just continue on but it always um right up to the you know to cliff passing it was always um you know very, very close even if we weren't together so right. it uh it's a wonderful thing really yeah yeah, that's a special special bond you all shared for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, is there any uh, anything else, any other memory you'd like to share about Cliff? Oh, just you know, he's um, you know, he's a very very smart guy, and very very quick, and very quick witted, and hysterical. And he would say the funniest stuff just out of nowhere and be like, how did you come up with that? I mean, we wouldn't actually say that in my mind. I'm like, how would you even come up with that? And some of it was like slightly mean spirited, um, maybe talking about somebody that we knew or some act we would see on TV. And, but it wasn't, it wasn't mean, but it was kind of cutting. And one of his favorite things to say was many a truth found in jest. And he would, <laughs> and he'd be like, "Oh, that's so true, Cliff, and you're the master of it." And he would, and he was just a very, very smart guy, and really quick and really hysterical. It was just unbelievable. This guy was unbelievable. <laughs> Definitely one of a kind, huh? Oh yeah, man. Uh, that's it was, great. It was great. It was great to know him all the, all, you know, basically my whole adult life, really. Right, right. Yeah, that's rough, uh, losing a friend like that. I'm, I, I definitely uh, can feel what, you know, understand how that's got to feel for you. I can't yeah, feel it, it, but. Yeah, it really shook everybody. And, um, but, um, you know, was when I was, the, the person who called me was his ex-wife, and her and I actually went to high school together, too. Okay. And she, and they, they remained close. And she called me and says, look, man, I got to tell you something. And I'm like, uh-oh. As soon as her number popped up, I'm like, this is probably not good. Right. And uh, and she said, she laid it out for me what happened. And then she said, but you have to remember that all the great stuff you guys got to do 
and all the stuff, all the great stuff we all got to do together. And that is what, <clears throat> that's what's going to carry on. And I was like, wow, Patty, it's your name. Right. I'm like, I'm like, that's wonderful, man. He, she goes, yeah, well, I'll be in touch with you. I just want to let you know. I'm like, wow. And, um, so it is, it's, it's a, anytime a guy your age dies, it's a little shocking and something you're very close to. Sure. But her attitude is kind of the attitude everybody's taking. It's just like a very positive and like almost joyful, even though we missed, we're going to miss the guy. Of course. But it's, but it's, everybody has a very positive attitude towards it. But I tell you, man, it did shake a lot of people. The people close to him was like, whoa. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I was, I was pretty surprised. I was pretty surprised. I have to say. Yeah. Yeah, man. But no, I, I do see that. Cause I even saw a nice, um, uh, posting from his, you know, from his children and I see they're, you know, taking it in stride and kind of remembering the great things that there are to remember. Um, yeah. His, his kids are, they got, you know, the good looks of the mom and the brains of their dad. I mean, they're both all three really, really cool kids and they've been nothing but great. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, my friend. Well, um, let's get back to celebrating Cliff's uh, musical history here. Um, I'd like to go into the Quick Turns album that you were part yeah. of uh, off Broadway's right. second record. Um what uh, what do you think? What should we uh, go into here? What song should we play off that record? Well, I um, there's a, several good uh, records on there, and it's a pretty good recording. Um, the actual title track, "Quick Turns," I uh, I like that one. I think Cliff does a really nice job on that. And uh, and then the other one would be "Automatic," which um, Cliff wrote. And I'm not sure what it's about, but he sounds great on it. <laughs> <laughs> We're all automatic. I remember that yeah, line. All yeah, the time. I, I'm, I'm not exactly sure what that means, but it made sense at the time. <laughs> and and coming from Cliff, it's like, oh, of course. <laughs> Perfect. All right, well, then I'm going to play both of those uh, right now, everybody. So um, this is the second off-Broadway album. It was called Quick Turn, so we're going to play you the title track right now and follow that up with Automatic. Mike, thanks for stopping by and sharing hey. some of your memories. And again, well, thank my you condolences so on the loss of your longtime friend and colleague. Well, thanks, man. And yeah, man, it's very sad, but I think this is a wonderful thing you're doing, and I really appreciate you giving me a call. No problem, Mike. All right, everybody, let's continue. Check this out. The great Cliff Johnson with Quick Turns. Quick turn 
off Broadway and Quick Turns just before that, both off of the Quick Turns album as picked out by bassist Mike Gorman. And I appreciate Mike stopping by and sharing some of his memories of the great Cliff Johnson. And we're going to keep this tribute going with two more songs off of that very same off-Broadway album. Two others that I thought were just really, really well-done songs that appeared on that album. So we're going to start out with Showdown and then go into a tune called Are You Alone?
when I listen to your words in the night And we're lazy and feeling alright As your lips move in liquid delight Do you still feel it alone? When I'm with you and start to Showdown, both off of the second off-Broadway album, Quick Turns. And we're going to keep our tribute to Cliff Johnson going now with a couple of more songs from off-Broadway, but the later version. Um, earlier when we were talking about Black and Blonde, mentioned how it eventually morphed back into off-Broadway. And then even later on after that, all the original off-Broadway guys were back. But there was a period where... Uh, Ken Hark, who's the drummer from Off-Broadway, and Rob Harding from Off-Broadway, Cliff, along with Mimi and uh, Mike Gorman, who, of course, was in the second album of Off-Broadway. So a lot of interweaving there. Um, There was a period where they were playing together as Off-Broadway. 
And that lineup released a couple of albums toward the end of the 90s, a studio record in 97 called Fallen In that also included a couple of the black and blonde songs like Just In Time that you heard. And then they did a live album the next year, uh, Live at Fitzgerald's, which by then had become kind of their main place that they would play. They often played at Fitzgerald's in good old Berwyn, Illinois. Um, so I think we're going to go with a song from each. So from the studio record of 1997, Fallen In, we're going to play a track called The Other Side and then follow it up with a live track from Live at Fitzgerald's. Check it out.
Thanks for indulging us. Thank you.
Broadway with Bully Bully from their Live at Fitzgerald's album done back in 1998. And maybe you can hear me screaming in the audience. I'm not sure. I was definitely there that night. And the other side from their 1997 release, Fallen In. And that almost ends our tribute to the great Cliff Johnson. Uh, I told you we would do 17 songs since we lost him on July 17th. So that means we've only got time for one more song. I want to thank Mimi Bettinas and Mike Gorman for sharing some of their memories of Cliff with us. Uh, It was really great to talk to those guys. And uh, I hope if you're not familiar with Cliff's work and this is new to you, what you're hearing, I hope you can appreciate just how great Cliff was. Um, Some of my best shows that I ever attended were certainly shows that he was performing in. Um, Some of my favorite memories were when I was a teenager. Um, I had an older uh, friend that was old enough for the clubs that Off-Broadway used to play in. And uh, he worked at one of them. And he helped me get in to see Off-Broadway back around 1979, 80, 81. A little bit fuzzy in my mind what exact year that was, but somewhere around there. And then when the band was done, he brought me back to meet the guys and Cliff was uh, very kind to this uh, teenage kid that um, was new to new to seeing the band and wasn't old enough to be in there in the first place. So that's a favorite memory. Um, different conversations I'd have with Cliff over the years um, all stand out in my mind, especially a conversation we had uh, during the black and blonde time. Um, we talked about all kinds of things then. And um, then even one time when I saw that uh, I inadvertently even hurt Cliff's feelings when a friend of mine named Greg was playing drums for him. Um, I was kidding with Cliff. He had asked, he came up and said, excuse me, Greg and I were in a conversation because he wanted to ask Greg something about that night's show. And uh, he said, "Could could I steal him for a minute? And I jokingly said no, but in a serious tone because Cliff was known to do things like that. Thought he would know I was just joking, but I think he thought I was serious. Uh, I seemed to hurt his feelings that night, but then uh, at the end of the night, I apologized if I did, and he said, oh, no, no, I was just being too sensitive. No no big deal. Um, so anyway, just a lot of fun things, and his stage antics and his energy on stage was incredible. His vocals were always incredible, just spot on all the time. Um, he definitely engaged with the audience. Sometimes he'd go off on little tangents, but... Uh, just a great, great showman, great, great songwriter, obviously, and um, just a good guy that we're all going to miss. Um, so anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this, and I hope you enjoy the music. And what I'm going to leave you with as we wrap up our tribute to Cliff Johnson is one more song from the Black and Blonde era, but I think it's appropriate as Mike and Mimi and Cliff all played together in that lineup in Black and Blonde and in the very early lineup of Pez Band, um, I'm sure this is a song they used to jam on because Mimi and I even discussed how Off-Broadway and Pez Band both came to be known kind of as power pop along with Cheap Trick. But really, when, when they were young and even when I was young, it's all just rock and roll. Nobody put labels on it. Um, but somewhere along the line, everything kind of had a label. But certainly when uh, those young guys were first getting together and making music together, 
it was all just rock and roll. And I am pretty certain that this is a song they probably jammed on many times back in those days. So I am going to leave you with an old, old Fleetwood Mac song that was originally on an album Fleetwood Mac put out in 1969. But Black and Blonde uh, always did a great job on it whenever they would perform it. So that's what I'm leaving you with. This is Rattlesnake Shake. Thanks again for taking a listen to this. And to Cliff's friends and family, especially his children, my deepest condolences. I've always loved your dad. His music will live on forever. And I will think about him every day. All right, everybody, thanks a lot. Check this out, Rattlesnake Shake. Snake shade.